0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Episode 7 of O23 Radio. Uh, This is your host, Jordan Todd, and we have a different type of show today uh, as we're doing our first guest show of the season. This time we're joined by two special guests. We got Jack Zeller and Melissa Dixon. Uh, Say hi, you guys.
1: Hey, how's it going? Nice to be on the podcast today.
0: I feel honored that
2: we're your first guests. I didn't know that.
0: You are the first guest. First guest of this season, I'll say. You get the first with like the little asterisks beside it. Uh, there have <laughs> been some in the past, but first of this one in a while.
1: I'm awesome. just glad to be special. Yeah. Honestly. Very special, Jack. Very <laughs>
0: special. Yeah. <laughs> right on, guys. So thank you guys for being here. Very, appreciated appreciate it a ton. And so as you guys will notice, I'm without my normal co-host, Brian. Uh, As he's away in the woods of New Hampshire, completely off the grid right now for a a little four-day span, recharging, disconnected, doing his thing. So, we'll be just the three of us diving into it today. So, to give you guys uh, all a little context, Jack and Melissa are two coaches at Fit Town Jupiter, uh, which is a functional fitness facility down in Jupiter, Florida. And what they have going on down there is really at the tip of the spear for high-level Fitness facilities who are helping their members in ways more than just you know getting sweaty and adding a few pounds to their back squat. Uh, The direction that they're going and the role they're playing in the health of our society is is really exciting. And now Jack and Melissa are are, um, two current members of our holistic lifestyle specialist level two program, Uh, and they're two standout students with the way that they're taking and applying their understanding. And and with that, we just wanted to take a chance to sit down unpack their experiences what they've been learning going through Uh, as I know this is something that other coaches out there will certainly relate to and and be able to take something from so uh, the place I'd love to start with you guys is uh, Jack we'll we'll go with you first just uh, to to bring us back to the beginnings here what was it originally that got you into coaching as a profession?
1: Um, I'd always been in sports growing up it was a huge part of my life Um, and then I think I always loved the idea of helping others get to their level whatever that level is of success within the sport or uh what it became over time uh fitness so just really the desire to help people become the best version of themselves on uh both physical and uh emotional levels
0: it's awesome and then for you it did it primarily start as like a crossfit coaching like that's where the coach hat was first born
1: um. No, I actually started at a Planet Fitness. I okay. started training there, and then got the opportunity to work at a CrossFit gym, and then that opened up a whole different box—a whole different box.
0: Yeah, it's a whole different world. Once like CrossFit really did change fitness for everyone, and then getting into the coaching realm of that, I'm, I'm sure it did. So curious to, to hear a yeah. little more. But Melissa, same thing for you. What was it that got you into coaching, really, as like a, a career as a profession?
2: Um, well, actually my coaching journey starts in like middle school or high school. I coached competitive cheerleading as a cheerleader and then coached Pop Warner cheerleading. And so I tried to seek that as my profession when I went to college. Um, so I started like physical education with a coaching minor, and then I took a huge detour with everything, taught science education, went to the Navy, did all these other things, but it always kept coming back around the fitness In the Navy. I was like the, in charge of my commands fitness. Um, and then when I got out of the Navy, I started working at an LA fitness and then went back to teaching and then came back into the CrossFit gym as a member and then became a coach here when we were a CrossFit Palm beach. Now we are Fit Town Jupiter. So Mm -hmm. I've been all over the map with everything, but it's always been something where Like Jack said, I've always been in sports. I've always been in um, a competitive frame framework wherever I've been. So it's always been that thing of like, oh, I can do this. How can I coach this? I've always wanted to look up. That's all my leaders in life I've looked up to were coaches. So it's always that thing where it's like, that was the next thing for me.
0: Totally. Yeah. And when you can develop and see how it changes you in all these ways, it's like, of course, I want to help other people with these things. And, uh, yeah, that's such a, a cool journey getting here for both you guys. And so to, um, to, to, unpack, I'll let either of you, you take this one, what, before coming into Oh, two, three, before this lens was really added in, what was really like the, the coaching culture and, and the fitness culture at fit town for like, say the last year or so leading into this.
1: Yeah. Um, as far as the culture, I mean, we've always had such, um, an orientation towards development of our coaches, as far as the education, as far as self-development as well. Um, and I think that that gets kind of passed on to members for the say, in the same way, where like they see the coaches and we're setting the example of getting that higher development of <clears throat> our fitness, our health, or even just the personal aspect of what are we doing for ourselves outside of there that helps make us a more whole person at the end of the day
0: hmm Yeah. Yeah. No, I know that's obviously something that, you know, Brian and Andrew have been pretty close in, in seeing that journey, uh, journey come to life. And so Melissa, what was your like coaching practice? Like what was the day-to-day coaching look like for you in terms of what you were doing, but also like what sort of things you were helping people with, uh, you know, pre-023 for the last little bit. Yeah. I,
2: I feel like this leads into why I chose 023, <laughs> obviously, because I, I mean, I'm a coach on the floor, I'm coaching group classes, I'm coaching kids fitness and adult fitness. And I have a lot of personal training clients, but I'd start to like get into conversations with my personal training clients. And I'm like, wow, they come here for fitness, but what they're really coming here for is like, you know, camaraderie with their, with their classmates or with me as their personal trainer, they're coming here for a whole experience that's solving other things that the chats that we were having are solving like you know maybe it's a problem with their husband or spouse or maybe it's you know parenting their kids and their frustrations and they're letting these things out at the same time as they're working out it's like so many layers to the onion of why you would come to a fitness facility like ours and um having so many conversations and feeling like i only have my personal experience to tap into and so i can only like I, I would feel like, oh, I can only help women who look like me or have gone through the same journey that I have. You know, what if I'm coaching a man and he has a different, you know, journey through life, where do I go? How, how do I relate to that person? And so it, it was kind of like finding a way to connect with people in, in other ways or having a baseline or having, you know, some kind of framework to look at people's problems and identify them for what they act. Actually, were instead of what they were just coming in with like gripes or complaints to help solve.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you ever? Have, do you ever have those uh, the personal training sessions where someone would come in and you would literally just talk for like an hour and didn't do any exercise?
2: That's most of my clients. <laughs> most of your clients, <laughs> Jack, Jack can tell you. Most of my clients, I don't know why they pay me. I'm like, we're just having conversations, and you're getting you're getting sweaty, but.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's funny to have the lens of like personal training, like fitness, and they're coming to you and continuing to stay with you. And yet you're actually not even really doing a whole lot of fitness.
2: Yeah. And they're like, that's okay. You know, like, what, we'll get to those things next time. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, we're just, we're solving life's issues, but we're not really doing a lot of fitness. Like, do you have fitness goals also?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so Melissa, for you, what was it that felt like it was maybe missing in your coaching and your skill set or, or any of that with, with where you were at at that time?
2: Um, I, so I felt like I was looking for, you know, how, how am I going to develop next? I really know how to dive into movements. I've done all these seminars. I've done all these courses. I feel like an expert in so many ways when it comes to like, oh, you're not, you don't have shoulder mobility. I can get you there. You don't have, you know, you can't touch your toes. I know what to do for you. And then when people are coming to me with like nutrition problems or, lifestyle habit problems sleep things like that and they they're asking me for advice I felt like I was just looking at wikipedia basically you know like you're just going out there and looking at like what's a good source like where do I even start and um like even though I know what to do for my personal nutrition I didn't feel like I was certified or like had the confidence to coach someone in that area so for me it was you know like where do I go for the next step on where I actually need to take this person. And when you've built a relationship with a client over so many training sessions or so many years of classes they've taken from you, they want you to coach them. They want to be vulnerable with you. They don't want to just go to a nutrition coach. You know, you've done all this groundwork to open the can of worms and have them in this place where they're ready for the next thing. But then you have to pass them off to a different coach. They have no relationship with because they have a certification you don't. So it, it was kind of one of those things where I, I just felt like I know how to get people through movement stuff, but that's not really what I'm passionate about. Or that's not really what I'm like. There are plenty of people who are good at that too. And I'm clearly am good at building a relationship with someone and helping them be vulnerable. So, you know, why, why not search for where I can be most effective?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I love the analogy you used like you're opening this can of worms they're coming they're putting this stuff out and then you're kind of just looking at the worms and not really doing anything with. That's it. what <laughs> it's it like, felt like I opened all this up and now there's a mess and I don't know what to do with it.
2: I'm like, and yeah, was... you have these problems. You can solve them somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good luck.
0: <laughs> yeah, good luck. And, and I think that's so common though because there's this trust that gets built in the gym, in the, the coach client relationship where like like you're saying, you're probably the only person in, in these clients' lives that they can talk about these things with. That they come they open up and they have the trust to do it and so that gives you a, a very unique opportunity to to help them with these things and just listening is great and that can help to manage these problems but then there's a whole nother step in going to helping them actually solve it and that's where you know the coach has the the ability to do it and so jack i'd be curious to hear it like what what has your experience been in similar stuff to melissa's talking of? things you were maybe running into maybe some issues or things with uh you know keeping the scope strictly within within fitness
1: yeah i mean i i was very similar where it's like all right cool i feel like i'm good at teaching people how to move and move well um i would do the same thing i could dig in and be like hey these are your issues but then it's like how do i actually solve them other than giving you my personal like this is mine uh my experience with this same issue um so for me, the one thing that she said that I remember going to is I've, I have a nutrition certification. Like I, I did precision nutrition, which is arguably like one of the best ones out there. Um, and even then it just doesn't feel as applicable to real life as other, like, as what I've seen in 0 23 and the approach with it has been more of like, meeting people where they're at rather than like, Hey, here's this gold standard of what nutrition could be or should be even. Um, and of course we know that's different from person to person, but I would literally just be like everyone that you could get a solution for offline, everything's always anecdotal. So how do I actually find what's good for this person without sending them through like 17 different trials and errors of like what this person online said versus what this person online said, versus being able to look at, the the facts of who they are and what they're wanting to do, and then being able to try to meet them wherever they're at, that was the huge gap that I felt like what needed to be filled. Is like, yes, there's all this information online, but is it really even applicable to our day to day life, or is it just this arbitrary thing that some scientist said we need to do this or that, and that's it?
0: Yeah, and I, I think you're talking about it there, like hitting it at the nail on the head. It's like you can have all these mechanical pieces. But the human experience isn't a matter of just like one plus one equals two. It's like, if I do this, do this, it'll get you to the result. There is more to it. And that's where we talk about the physical to the mental, emotional, and even spiritual sides of it all. Because those things, what you're talking about can technically address that physical aspect. If you want to treat your body, like it's just a machine with different cogs that we need to address, but that isn't what a a human is. And that Mm -hmm. isn't what, uh, how we function. And so, um, Melissa, I'll go back to you. Cause you mentioned like you can do movement really well. You have that spot. What was kind of the thing that made you realize like, okay, just coaching movement better or giving people like more exercise. Wasn't the solution that they were looking for.
2: I mean, the nature of the clients that I have, they're already, they've already been with us for a while. You know, I've built a relationship or rapport over you know, their consistency in the gym, they're coming in, we do a lot at Fit Town Jupiter to like, help people start a commitment to themselves and keep it and and reinforce that habit very well. So, you know, it wasn't just, hey, I need you to show up more often, like, that's a very, you know, it, it, you do or don't you check the box, and I can see if that's something where they're failing, and I can, you know, try to help motivate them to get in and whatnot. But Um, we have a lot of people that when they come to me, by the time they come to me as a personal training client, I've seen how successful they are with moving, you know, they might need shoulder or hip or some kind of nagging injury that we've talked about that needs, uh, you know, something else going on. And then we're very specific and I, and I am able to deliver on their movement quality improving. Um, so I have so many reps of that. I just feel very confident of it. Mm -hmm. But then when someone would come up to me and say like, Hey, you know, like you, had a great transformation. Like, how did you do it? Because of what Jack's saying, I know that it's not necessarily the right way for them to do it, that I'm not going to give them my advice that of like, you know, cause I don't really have other tools in my toolbox. I just know what worked for me as a mom and a wife. And this might be someone who has no kids and just started dating a, a significant other. And is kind of like unsure Like There's so many things that could be a factor in someone else's life that it's not so cut and dry that I just felt like I just need more tools in my toolbox to be able to deliver on any of these other things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you found an exact Melissa from 15 years ago, you could help her get to the place that you're in right now. But I mean, no one else is an, an exact Melissa.
2: Yeah. My, my <laughs> ideal client is a woman who has lost her way with her kids and wants to come back into being an athlete. Yeah. And I, yeah, I got it home run out the park,
0: <laughs> but it's yeah. having Understanding like why these things happen, the principles, the system, the, the tools. And so Jack, uh, to go back to you, like you, it sounds like you guys both were aware of these things. It's like aware that there was more to it based on like the, you know, call it lacking results that like the people you were working with weren't getting to the place that they wanted to be, that you wanted them to be. And, and it just felt like there was something missing. What did, what did you feel like was missing? Like, what did you feel like was, uh, was not quite there in being able to help take people to that next step?
1: So 023 really called to me because when Brian came and had, um, the whole shindig at, uh, fit town, uh, we'll call it, um, the spiritual aspect really stuck out to me, the getting connected with the highest self and not in the woo woo way of like, Oh, I'm like, I'm like three dimensional, or four D five D me like galaxy brain me, but more like, so in the sense that I'm like, there's people who don't really know what they truly want or really need. They they've gotten so distracted by life. And when you go to use the terms that like were in my brain, you feel like you are being woo woo and that you're like, the second I speak to this person, if I don't use the right verbiage, they're going to be like, all right, peace out. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of here. So like, that was the first thing that spoke out to me. And as soon as like we started going through um some of the information, I was immediately like, all right, I want to learn more. I want to know more about this um, and see how I can get people to connect to whatever their alignment is. Cause I was I mean, just like we were talking about the same way all this information is online, people see these ideas of who people are and what they can be, but don't realize that like, just because that's what somebody is putting, first of all, putting out on social media is who they are, whatever, doesn't mean that's who they really are. But you're just using that as like a guiding light right now of where you might want to be but you might be walking down this path towards that light and then realize this isn't what you really want versus you being able to create and find your own light, which is you of like, what really sings to you, you know, and meshes with you.
2: Yeah. I think to a certain degree too, is that like every coach, no matter what area they're good at coaching, there's always an area where they don't have confidence because they haven't had success with it or haven't tried anything new. And I think like, you know there comes to this imposter syndrome feeling with coaches of like well i don't really have that aspect of my life as together or like it isn't 100% nailed down so how can i be a coach of that thing you know i really felt that when i was going through and like trying to look at like is nutrition the right coaching certification for me like should i take precision cuz i i had so many colleagues that have that and i know it's a great tool But then I feel like, well, that's not me in my daily life. Like I'm not 100% on my nutrition game. So who could I help? You know? And I think that was like the thing that spoke to me most when, when I met Brian and talking about how it's always like this experiment, this, like, we're just playing around, we're just trying stuff out and we're trying to see what works. And you're constantly shifting because I'm like, oh, well I get it. I'm a mom of two boys nothing is ever as planned if it goes off as planned it probably happened on accident so you know like that that was like my moment where I was like hey this is this is this has got it nailed down like this is nailed down the constant journey and constant work is the work you know like i I do have it nailed down I know what to do next
0: yeah yeah and it's not about having every piece of knowledge imprinted in your head that you're like this absolute expert, what you have nailed down is the the practice mentality, which is is what we talked about. And the three X's of expertise that Melissa was uh, alluding to there, that we call the three X's of expertise being explore, experiment, experience. Everything that we're doing, wherever we're trying to improve, wherever we're trying to make progress in our lives, we just need to explore possible options experiment with these different things and then experience what that result that brings for us if it brings us an undesirable experience well like let's learn how to listen and, and feel that so we can alter our decisions if it feels good then it's like let's connect those dots and do more of that and in that there's nothing to be right or wrong about when you're working with clients like you're talking about you don't need to know everything you don't need to be an expert in these areas just how to guide someone through that exploration process And Melissa, that's like something that was uh, exciting for you to kind of like let that weight off of needing to know everything and just helping people guide through this process.
2: I think, yeah. I mean, I think everyone who has any type of competitive nature really has a hard time with other systems because it feels like everything else out there is pass or fail, Mm -hmm. you know? And this feels like you're looking for failure. I I always tell my kids program, I love failure. Like it's going to show us where our limits are. It's going to teach us how to grow it's going to teach us where we you know where we need to work and then i wasn't applying that in my own life and this finally spoke to me in terms of coaching athletes or coaching clients of yeah how did that experience go for you oh it went terrible well then let's explore something new and experiment with that and feel how it feels and go from there and that was a win still and it feels like you can perpetually win when you're so competitive and you're up against like just Check yes or no, pass or fail. You're like, I'm not even going to try because I think I'm going to fail at all of these things because I'm not sure. And then you kind of get stuck, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And everyone, it's a very common thing now. Everyone's like, oh, you know, it's like you either win or you learn. And there's like this, this of trying to reframe failure. But that all sounds great until you quote unquote fail and feel like you got punched in the face. And it's like, oh, well, now what? And that's where this is really just putting an actual framework to it that feels like it makes sense. That feels like it, like it works, and so uh, Jack, to come back to you, like obviously there's lots of different options out there to continue education and stuff. You mentioned that, like you know, the like Brian at the the seminar that we did down there with Fit Town. Why was it that like holistic health and and what we talked about at O23 was like the thing that you wanted to pursue next for yourself?
1: Well, it kind of goes back to the spiritual aspect of it, where I know that when I was able to get the best beat on what I actually wanted to do with myself as a person overall, not just as a professional, but in my own personal life, um, relationships, etc. cetera, like that came from getting that connection. And I re- remind me of the question, I was about to go off on a whole different tangent, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> I <laughs> was going to
0: say, like, wh- why was it that you chose this specifically as like the next thing for yourself?
1: The call. I mean, to be honest, like to not have a overly logical or rational explanation for it the calling like it called to me and it, it spoke to me as this is the answer this is the first time i've heard anything approach the problems that we're trying to solve in this manner where like we've talked about we just talked about with the experimentation and looking at failure as like not even really a failure like putting the even connotation of failure implies that there is the ability that it's wrong like the whole is like just like this is a constant practice. We are in a lifestyle practice. Like we're not just here to that. I think that sums it up right there. It's all about the lifestyle practice of becoming whatever makes you feel whole as a person Mm -hmm. and plugging those in. And that's really what got me excited about it. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's spirituality in fitness. And Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's so cool because I think fitness people actually, get a taste of it a lot. Like, you know, talking CrossFit, when you go to the pain cave in a workout and like, it's like, that can be a spiritual experience. We just don't label it like that. And now the it's taken over. What's that?
1: I said, that's the Holy ghost taking over. The
0: Holy ghost <laughs> taking over. There you go. Yeah. And, uh, and it's his clarity and that's where, that's all, like what spirituality is. It's clarity on what actually matters to you. And then stuff like this, when things are in alignment, they call to you. It's just about, you know, silencing the noise to hear that like intuition inside and that will guide you and that will pull in a direction that like feels good and there's no wrong way to do it because you're following what feels right and that's when, you know, you can actually learn something and, and you know, whether it works out how you want or not and, and that's where like we, we always try to avoid using the words right or wrong. It's basically something that's either serving you or not serving you and then you can make choices and, uh, and decisions based on that and everything. So uh, so with us, this, this all said, you guys, like uh, Melissa, I'd love to throw it back to you. At this point, now we're you know we're week eight in the uh, the the ten week level two course. What sort of like systems, skills, and things do you feel like you're developing in order to help yourself, but also help other people just more effectively with all the stuff that we're talking about?
2: Yeah, so like in our course, you know, we're always adjusting, but deciding on like one win for the week, and that's really been something that has it's really helped me frame my own journey through this course of like if I can just get this one thing lined up what what would it be like what's the most impactful thing what's the thing I can do that's gonna line up all my other dominoes so everything's gonna flow and feel easy and honing in on that has been huge for me um and I've also started to like Know, just talk to my clients about those things and have them feel some momentum building from getting one thing dialed in that's going to help them in all these other ways. And it could be something so small, it could be like one time they organize their desk and it feels so good for the rest of the week and they can't believe it was that easy. Or it could be, you know, something like, All right, every time I look at my plate. I've got a fruit there or a vegetable there. It's like either, or check yes or no. Like it doesn't matter if it's just a slice of um, green pepper on a pizza. I I made it, I did it, you know, and little things that can just help them feel like they're continually winning. I think is huge. Cause I think from what I've seen, the people that I talk to, it really resonates with them. That idea of you know, I'm just practicing this, and I didn't fail it. I did what I was set out to do, and I'm still winning. I can still. I'm just one decision away from being back on track. You know, like I can. I can keep going with this, and it feels easy, and I'm moving forward. Totally, and it's that
0: moving forward. It's like you know, whether it's one step, ten steps, half a step, whatever it is, it's moving forward. And I love that you bring up like the one win and stuff. And Melissa, I'd love to hear you talk. Also, obviously, this is how Brian and I do with you guys to, to help with the other, with the, with what, um, you know, the people you're working with, but about how we don't tell you what to do. We mm-hmm. guide you to come up with what to do yourself. Uh, yeah. talk to me about that and like how that has, has felt for you and landed.
2: Yeah. I mean, so like early on in the course, you're telling us like, you know, you guys know all the answers and I'm like, no, I came to you because I need answers. Like I'm very, I think Jack is the same way of like, I'm so, informational. I want facts, I want to be able to take notes and make bullet points and like memorize and I've got this. And then you guys are making us make decisions on what we already know and I'm like, wait. <laughs> so it, like it's uncomfortable at first like going through as a coach trying to help you know decide like, oh, I don't have the answer for people. like they they have to decide, you know from a coaching aspect, it can be uncomfortable at first and then you start talking to someone, helping them develop and and guide someone to like, do you think this is something you could follow through with? Or what's the easiest thing you think could, and you kind of already know the answer or may think you know the answer before you ask the questions. And and then you start to see like, yeah, these people have it figured out for themselves too. They're just not saying it, or they're not finding it because they're so caught up in everything else are trying to get to the end result that they're not seeing their way through the woods. You know, all we're doing is like clearing the branches out of the way and then they can see the path. And it's, it's so cool to see people be like, Oh yeah. If I just want to journal and clear my mind, like I got to take my journal out of my desk drawer and put it on my nightstand. Like Mm -hmm. that's the one thing I could do. That's going to make it so easy for me that I will stick to it. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Then do that. (laughs) And you don't tell them what to do. Like you don't have to tell them, you know, how to make this thing work or they they find it for themselves. And it's really beautiful.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really beautiful. It's the empowerment aspect where I think for all of us in the coaching realm, we want to help people actually make change for themselves. We don't want someone to just rely on us for us to tell them what to do for the rest of their life. And when you kind of come at it with this approach, like you say, it's like, you can see in their eyes when it lights up and they're like, wow, I actually did know that. Okay. Yeah. Look at, look at me go. I can make decisions that are, you know, quote unquote, right for me. Uh, where a lot of people, you know, in gyms, particularly clients that you guys might be working with, some of the self-talk is like, oh, I can't do this. I never know what to do. I always get it wrong. And then it's like, okay, I'll hire a coach. They'll tell me because I don't know these things versus the opposite of like, let's empower that in them that they do know. And, and help them learn how to listen and learn how to know, which is uh, ultimately where we want to lead for for all the clients we work with. So
2: yeah, a weird a weird like anecdote in the opposite direction. A client I was working with recently, this kind of conversation actually helped me help her decide what wasn't wasn't right for her. You know, like that's another part of this conversation is like, yeah, that's not going to work for me. And we were having the conversation of like when she felt her best, when she was you know, on track with a diet and, and everything kept sounding like that's when I lost the most weight. And, but she would tell me, you know, my, my health failed when I was on this, I couldn't sustain it. I I kept on and off of it, but she kept having it in her brain that this was the weight loss solution for her that she needed to get back to. And so the conversation through, through talking, and it took multiple days of conversation of just like, I like, I hear what you're saying, but are you willing to take that risk? Are you willing to, you know, do this for your health? Or, you know, like, it, is there something better that can, you know, you could change just daily? And going through the program helped me get her to the decision that she came to because, you know, she ended up saying, like, you know what, I just, I just want to do one ingredient foods. Like, I just want to focus on one ingredient because. I know everything else is so overwhelming to me. And that seems so simple. And I know that I can feel good about my choices if I just do that. And, and no matter what, I know what one ingredient foods are because she was always like taking on like keto or taking on like big blanket terms for a diet and having all of these restrictions and all of these ways that she felt like she was failing and stuff. And that was too much for her. So you know, narrowing it down for her and showing her what isn't good was very much like a part of the conversation for her to decide of like, yeah, that is too much for me. And I can't do that Mm -hmm. instead of like what she could do, you know, like we had to get through all the other stuff to get to like, yeah, I I know what's going to work for me. And I know that this will build momentum for me.
0: Mm -hmm. It's creating a food philosophy, a law of living, and then now going and experimenting. And because she picked it, she's now like she's now taking ownership over this and that's where the result that comes whether this is something that sticks or something that doesn't it lands within her and she took ownership as opposed to like this thing didn't work it's like oh this thing didn't work for me and now I can go experiment with something else so that's huge I'm, I'm glad that that's something that's uh that's shifting you're having those conversations and so to uh to Jack I, I'd love to hear from you like Obviously, I know you guys have been through lots of different certifications and things like that. You've mentioned a good bit about the different approaches, but what has been different from you know this certification experience compared to maybe some of the courses and things that you've done in, in the past?
1: Well, one, the interaction with you guys is a huge part of it. And you guys giving us insights the same way, like even as we're going through this with you right now, like we're talking about these aspects and then you're like, yeah, these are the connections, right? To the, to the material in the course versus <clears throat> a lot of other courses tend to be more. Just, hey, do the assignments, answer some questions, and then you're good to go. The interaction with you guys weekly has been a huge part of us being able to have a conversation and dive deeper into it to where I love that we're essentially – but like during this process, we're y'all's clients, right? Like we're not just going through the course to, for ourselves and to be able to teach our clients. We're actually clients of you guys. And you guys talk us through our problems and make us see how obvious the answers actually are and that we are equipped with everything, right? But it's breaking it down into, all right, this is how we need to think about it. Or, all right, is this a change that you'd want to make? And I think the one thing that I really love that I've heard from you guys a lot is like Well, just because it's the thing that you should do, or you feel like you should do, if it doesn't feel right to you and it feels forced, then don't do it. Um, Yeah. I mean, you guys being a part of the conversation constantly and um, having the prompts has been huge too. The thoughts, just the, the thought exercises on our own of reflecting upon ourselves, our current lifestyle practices, our current rituals in the morning and at night, like, those reflections have been a huge portion, I feel like, of me being like, oh, wow, I have like, I come into this course thinking, like, all right, I've got like 80%, 85% of this mastered. And I, I'm like, I just need this one aspect. And then I open up this whole entire world of like, oh, I have so much more personal growth to do in order to properly serve others. Um, but in the process of that, when I say properly serve, I mean to my fullest potential. That doesn't mean that I'm not capable of helping others along the way just because i'm not at 100 doesn't mean i can't help people get closer to their 100
0: yeah i love that distinction you made at the very end there because i think that's something that to circle back i think melissa mentioned at the start this imposter syndrome idea it's like just because i'm not at 100 because i'm still learning doesn't mean i'm not capable to to help other people with these things as well and you know full disclaimer brian and i don't have this figured out either what (laughs) (laughs) shocker spoiler alert it's uh we're very much in this work also and it's something that we're going to be in this work for life and it's uh and one of our core beliefs is you know this this leaders go first this i'll go first idea and so you know anything that we would ever ask anyone to do it's like of course we're going to be living that we're going to be experimenting with it ourselves and so which is why all of our education has very much a, a you first approach so that it's not like oh i read something in a course and now i just go regurgitate it to someone else and uh, it, that's not true. Like learning, it's not true. Like, true understanding. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you actually pulled out that part that it's like you're our clients because that's something on our back end that we actually talk about being the intention is that we want you guys to be going through something you know as close to as what your client would be going through so that you have that experience so that you can you can speak from that place and also coach from a place of feeling good yourself because it's, it's working to put you guys in a spot where you're thriving, you're at your best so you can coach and, and deliver from that place. So, uh, so Jack, Jack, just from, you know, earlier on, you were saying like the nutrition side, like all these things, you had some tools, but didn't quite feel uh, complete with it all at this point, as we're, you know, coming nearing the end of it, what are some other things that you feel like more confident in your ability to help people with compared to when you you first started?
1: I mean, <clears throat> when it comes to nutrition, I always felt just that I didn't love the overly scientific approach of other pl- other nutrition sources as far as I mean I went through healthy steps nutrition stuff I went through precision nutrition stuff and not that that stuff's not good and that it's not like usable and uh applicable to a lot of people I just felt that it didn't serve everyday life that well. It's like, yeah, it's great. If you just want to eat the same thing over and over again on repeat every day, or like, do you actually want to live to like, do you want to live and eat based off of this regimen? Or do you want to have flexibility and be able to um, kind of go with the flow and then know how to adapt on the fly? Um, As far as creating, I think things that it's not even things that, I thought about before. So like the active lifestyle, that's one huge component for me that just the extra movement throughout the day, it's something easy for me to just kind of gloss over. Cause I'm like, I I coach, I I'm on my feet all day long. I don't think about how sedentary people are, but then when I see all the spaces for movement within my life, I'm like, Oh wow. Everyone has so much more freedom to move. Um, And as far as the spiritual aspect of it, I was completely just like dead in the water. I'm like, this is what worked for me. But even in my own spirituality, I never thought it's something where I'm like, Hey, I'm going to try to make somebody else get connected to this thing. Cause it's always such a touchy subject, right? Like especially when you bring up the word spiritual it immediately is like, you're like, Oh, am I going to offend somebody if they believe a certain thing, if I just bring this up, but it is the fact that spirituality isn't this like, it doesn't mean that you're sitting meditating. Uh, You're not the monks, right? You're not like, you're not, it doesn't mean any one thing. Spirituality is individualized to each and every person. So I think it was just with the spirituality, getting that additional information, the insights uh, to my own active lifestyle. Um, And then really with the emotional aspect of it, of like the connections that were brought into light and how, everything's interconnected of course physical has always been like you get the release from working out and you get this emotional de-stress right this mental de-stress um but like you don't realize the attachment that emotion has to food other than like oh when i feel bad i want to eat x or uh you get the stereotypical like uh breakup ben and jerry's pint of ice cream like those kinds of things like other than that like you don't realize that like it's not just to soothe like when it comes to food like your body actually doesn't want the thing that your mind wants almost in that way you know what i mean the mind's like let's get some like dopamine some serotonin whatever comes from the crap the not so good food but you're like really what your body needs is the thing that's like hey you're actually living in a place of abundance with these fruits vegetables and good sourced uh animal products Mm -hmm. i'll stop ranting.
0: <laughs> Rants are great. We love those around here. It's uh it's really just opening up the pathway between the body and the mind and like connecting those because uh, like you say, the emotional aspect, if you're in this uh call it elevated emotional state, or maybe um the opposite of elevated, where it's like you're not feeling so great emotionally, your mind will want some junk, and you know, your body is actually gonna be craving like nutrients, and it's just connecting those things and understanding, you know, what leads to, to what and everything. So and you know, the that's, same that's, thing that's, with that's motion
1: great. too. Is <clears throat> your mind's like, no, let's just mope around on the couch. Yep. And your body's like, actually, no, we feel a lot better if we got outside and got some sunlight.
0: Yep. Yeah. Which leads to the, the connection of the dots. We call it the ABCD principle mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. always be connecting dots. And it's like, when I do this, I feel like this and, and connecting those things together and, and being able to understand that, which leads to the, the, the question we talked about, we've talked about lots in this of, do I need to be harder on myself or allow myself to be easier on myself in this moment? And that's another one where it's we got to experiment, we got to try. You're going to get it wrong, quote unquote, wrong sometimes, and and that's that's part of that's uh, part of life. It's part of the human experience. And so, uh, Melissa, for you, with what you know, the the current skill set, with where we're going with all this, what do you feel like most excited about in terms of implementing this and being able to grow? Uh, you know, the the way that you help your clients and all of this stuff for the future, this next chapter of your coaching.
2: Yeah, I feel I feel like this course has just given me so much confidence because of, you know, like we do a lot of like breakout chatting and we do a lot of like role playing and it's not role playing because we're actually talking about our own personal growth in this. Like, like Jack said, we are your clients, but we're also Jack and I talk a lot about the things that you're putting us through and how it's going for us and how we're adjusting and whether or not we see the payoff from it that we thought we would and whether or not we think we're going to stick with it. Like, you know, there's habits that I've had where I'm like, wow, I didn't see this going so poorly. I know I need to adjust it and I'll adjust it even before we get back on a call together. Cause I'm like, yeah, this isn't, that wasn't going to pan out. So I changed it completely. And I went with something else throughout the week and it was awesome. Cause I had a win, like, you know, like we're, we're doing all that stuff for ourselves and through those talks and through those chats, like, I just have so much confidence and when someone comes to me and wants, you know, Hey, I don't know what to do when it comes to like getting more sleep or, you know, having the nutrition conversation with people. I'm like, all right, let's boil it down to this one next thing and decide what that one thing is going to be together. So you can feel some success and then we can talk about adjusting it. And like, just knowing how small a change could be to feel so much momentum from it has been huge for me because I've, I've always been of the person of like, oh, well, you got to start tracking your macros or you start a whole food diet or we have to have these you know, guidelines to stick to. And I realize now it's been this whole, like I, I've been still in that pass or fail mindset, but I've been like pigeonholing people into the quicker weight loss stuff or the fastest path to the end result. And then overlooking what everyone's journey looks like and thinking like oh you just have to get over the hump of how hard it is in the first 30 days you know and like realizing how unsustainable that is for people and I've, I've known it for a long time that's why I came to this course but now I know these one x changes and these one little habits that we can form and adjust and teach people how to practice this mentality of just continually connecting dots on how they feel after they make a change you know I went to bed 10 minutes earlier. Did you feel any different? No, maybe it needs to be 20 minutes earlier then. Maybe it needs to be, you know, 20 minutes later. Like, what are you thinking? And, and continually adjusting that course direction for them and keeping them a little bit closer to aligned is huge. And it, it feels so small, even when you make that little change, you're like, oh, it's just this one little change. And then you get to feel how big it feels. And it's, it's just such a cool thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I think a lot of coaches will relate to that whole macro piece that you were talking on, where it feels like someone comes from nutrition. That's just what you do. Like, that's the tool. That's how you get them there. And I think for a lot of us, like I know myself, you're you're saying the same. It doesn't just doesn't feel right. It's like, this isn't how this person wants to live for their entirety of their life. So why are we like starting here and telling them to do this thing as the only access to the result they want? And so I'm sure that's something that can relate for a lot of people. And so Melissa, with this, like you said, your increased confidence about how you can help people. Do you feel that really just increases your value as a coach, like to the people that you, that you work with or potentially work with?
2: Yeah, I think, I think a lot of my imposter syndrome before came from how high stakes I felt it was when people, I I wouldn't feel like what I had was worth charging for, If that makes sense, like from a coaching standpoint, it's like, I don't want them to pay me money because I'm not sure I can deliver on my value that I'm charging. And now it's like, okay, I need to start charging for this because I'm clearly giving out free advice and free things and like getting people all these results and I'm not getting anything in return. And I'm, you know, like I have so much confidence in being that coach that can deliver and knowing my own worth and what I can deliver to someone has come only through this course. Like this has given me the reps. This has given me the confidence. This has given me like, yeah, I am worth what I want to charge for myself and, and do this and be able to deliver. Mm.
0: That's so great to hear. And coaches having the confidence you're talking about now charging what they're worth is what's actually going to get people the best results. The like free tidbits here. One off and stuff is like, it might be a little thing here and there, but the, the real commitment, the real buy in that's where real change happens, and it requires a coach having the confidence to do that. So that's uh, that's awesome, and I appreciate you sharing all that, Melissa. And Jack, I'd love to basically ask you the same question of like at this point, what do you feel like most excited about in the next chapter of your career with this uh, you know, new knowledge set and this new skill set going forward?
1: I think my greatest excitement comes from the fact that I've always felt my best quality as a coach was coaching movement, which really takes for you to be in person to have an effective reach. And then when it came to new things like nutrition and stuff, I didn't align with selling macros essentially. Um so being able to take and scale my overall lifestyle coaching, being able to actually call myself that and then or know within that I am that, you know, um, and being able to not only affect those who are directly around me in person, but actually being able to take that and do it all to people remotely the same way that you're our, our coach right now. I want to be able to be that for other people and provide them with this um, and it not be just my reach is only the handful of people I can genuinely have a conversation with in a day. It allows my reach to go you know, across the state, across the nation, potentially even worldwide, um, which is a super exciting thing because I think that's what we're all in desperate need of across the globe is having this internal dialogue uh, and look within this introspection of where, where is my health? Where are my goals? Where do I actually want to be whenever I'm five, five years down the line, five months down the line, whatever it is, how, what kind of person do I want to be? On multiple different levels of course
0: Mm -hmm. oh man that's good that's good and you're saying your movement was kind of your thing so it's like if someone was in front of you you could coach them to move really well and Mm -hmm. and that was great but it felt kind of limiting in that it's like well there's only so many people i can do at a time and they have to be right in front of me all this and this allowed you to just kind of blow the roof off of that and be able to like really step into like this next level of impact
1: yeah breaks the glass ceiling
0: breaks the glass ceiling yeah That's, uh, that's awesome. Well, guys for, for this, like, obviously you guys are going through our level two right now. You're, we're getting ready to conclude that experience for you guys. But, uh, the the first place to start is the level one. Who would you recommend, uh, the, the level one and level two, like this type of work for, in terms of like a, a coach out there, like Melissa, what type of coach or who would you really recommend this for?
2: For, for the level one, I would say, I mean, any, any coach, I think should at least take the level one. I I think it's, there's not someone specific that I have in mind. It's, it's anyone who is coaching in our spaces, in a fitness space, you know, at, at any capacity, I think the level one is, is pretty universal. I think the level two would be more specific for me, but I think anybody could benefit from level one who's Mm. working one-on-one or in the group format if you coach even a sports team, like these are things that, you know, you should be taking care of because it's, we know movement. We know, you know, how to solve problems inside the gym. But as soon as that person leaves, if if you have any type of care as a coach for your athletes, you instantly know that all of those other 23 hours need some kind of work. And the level one gives you some tools, but it gives you just an overview of like, the impact you could be having. And I think everyone kind of needs a little shakeup in that regard. Like every, every coach could use that shake up of like, here's all the other places that you could be coaching someone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. At least like help see it and, and really branch out and then decide if that's something that they want to continue going into. Yeah. And Jack, I'll say the same thing, even for like this level two, for what you guys are going through right now, is there a particular type of coach that you think would like recommend this for?
1: I, I'm pretty similar with Melissa. I think the level one in and of itself, anybody can, will, can do it and can get benefit from it. I feel specifically the people who feel called feel people who feel that there is a chunk missing out of themselves or their coaching practice just to, even if it's just a sliver of like, yeah, there's like a little pinch inside, like, yeah, maybe you should do that. Definitely look into it. Cause you know, I think the value that it gives you is unprecedented um, as far as the intro, the introspection, as far as the level two, I think that takes the level one to go through and then really under to truly be able to understand um, if this is something that you want to lead other people through because you may be an athlete, but that doesn't mean that you necessarily want to be a coach, you know, and I think that you may want to improve your lifestyle practice, but maybe you don't want to necessarily coach other people but i think once everyone takes the level one they're probably like yeah the level two seems like a really good idea right it, it definitely arms you um and dives so much deeper than the level one the level one's literally just scratching the tip of the iceberg and then like you, you kind of start to get underneath the surface um with the level two right yeah
0: definitely and, and just on the topic you say in there of like feeling called is like if that's something where like you can't necessarily describe it but you are feeling called for more coach, like being in the fitness industry, it can almost feel like you are the outsider by not wanting to just do more fitness. And Mm -hmm. I know, like, I I felt that I'm sure you guys have felt that in in some capacity. And what I'll just say is like, this is a a community of people who all have who all feel called. And so if you do like know that you are not alone in in feeling that and that there is a community, there are communities out there that exist, that uh, that's where you belong that there's, there's places to belong in in this work and everything. So um, with that, guys, I'd love to start wrapping up. Uh, Lastly, I just want to give a massive shout out to to each of you guys, Jack and Melissa. Obviously you guys are doing like some phenomenal stuff through our current level two process. It's been really impressive, really inspiring seeing your commitment to the work. And just for, for anybody listening, like they're successful because of their willingness to be vulnerable and willingness to look at all parts of their own life so that they can be the best human and therefore the best coach for the people that they work with. And, and, you know, this is the the type of coaching uh, and the type of coach who's going to normalize thriving in our society. And it's happening on a a big level uh, down at Fit Town in in Jupiter, Florida, thanks to these two. So guys, thank you so much for for joining today and sharing your experiences. And if someone wants to to connect with you and, and, you know, potentially work with you directly, where can they find you?
1: You can either email me at jacketfittown.com or... You can uh, hit me up on Instagram at F T underscore coach.
0: Cool. That's Jack. Melissa, where could they, where could they find you?
2: I am Melissa at fittown.com and that's M E L I S S -S a at fittown.com. And at Instagram, I am at crafty surfer,
0: crafty surfer right on. And so awesome guys. So yeah, if anything resonated with you, uh, if, if anything Jack or Melissa shared today resonated with you and you want to be surrounded by the highest level coaches like them who are doing the work uh, and you want to start your journey and expanding beyond the gym walls in the biggest way like they are, uh, then definitely reach out and, and let's talk. Uh, it's the next step in taking yourself, your clients, and your career to that next level. And, uh, and like they mentioned, our, our Holistic Lifestyle Le- uh, Specialist Level 1 course is, is now free for qualified coaches. And we have classes starting to fill up for September. So uh, depending on when you're, you're hearing this. So if you're interested, find us on Instagram at 023 underscore holistic underscore systems or on our website, which is just 023coach.com. You'll find all the info to, to get in touch on there. So thank you all for listening and we will see you in the next one.
2: Thank
1: Thank you guys.